An entitled Karen steals my Walmart pickup order, forcing me and my spouse to sit in the parking lot for minutes on end while the Walmart employees try and fix the problem. Eventually, this entitled Karen comes back to the parking lot and demands to speak to a manager, and things really started to pop off from there. Here's what happened. So, since we don't like shopping, we have been enjoying the online ordering option at Walmart. What's not to like? You pick what you like, you pay for it, they pick it, they bag it, and you just roll in and pick it up. Today, however, this doesn't go as smoothly as it has in the past few years, and we have used this service a lot. As I said, I put in the order and selected a pickup time. My wife and I roll in and park in space number four. Then I inform them that I am in a blue vehicle in space four with the application. Other cars are already there, and other cars roll in after we get there, and the wife and I are just chatting along with the news of the day, as well as what the grandchildren have gotten up to lately. Finally, someone knocks on our door and asks what the name of the order is. I say my name, and the associate frowns and says, I'll be right back. Thinking that this wasn't all that unusual, my wife and I go back to chatting as if nothing's wrong. About a minute later, a manager comes out to us and asks if we are sure of the order name. So after that, I pull out my phone and I show them the application. However, the app is showing us that the order was already picked up. It turns out that the silver SUV in space number three was approached by the Walmart staff, and they asked for my name and checked if they were picking up their order and the entitled Karen just waved towards the back and said go ahead and load it up please. The Walmart staff apologized and said that they're going to repick the order as a priority and they'd be out as soon as possible. 30 minutes later a certain SUV pulls back up into the spot and the woman slips into Karen mode and starts demanding a manager. The manager comes out and they chat for quite a while. Being the nosy people that we are we listen in and you know what she's upset. She She's ticked off that they totally screwed up her order. But the manager says that they asked them what their name was, and they just waved to load the stuff into the car. So naturally, the Walmart worker just assumed that they were us. It was honestly just an honest mistake on the part of the Walmart staff, given the information that they had. This entitled Karen is now demanding that they give her back her correct order. There are, however, a few problems with this. First of all, since they didn't make their pickup slot, since they didn't pick up as themselves, the order was returned turned to stock. And to top it all off, the entitled Karen didn't even bring back the incorrect items. Arguments go back and forth for a little bit. And while this is going on, they bring out our hastily repicked groceries, as well as a $50 gift card as a way of apologizing. Thus, we were restocked and we decided to drive away. And we never found out what happened with the entitled Karen against this Walmart manager. How crazy is that? You show up at the assigned time so you can pick up your groceries, only to have some weird entitled Karen steal it basically right from underneath you. And I absolutely know the type of person who would just wave it over and tell the Walmart employees just to load it up without actually looking at it. Because unfortunately, especially at Walmart, you run into people like that all the time. And worst of all, this lady didn't even bring back the food. Like, you can't even expect to have any kind of refund if you don't even bring back the item that is incorrect. And on top of that, it's groceries. And with some of the food there that's probably easily spoiled, I would be very surprised if they would even let that be returned. Probably for for some legal reason with Walmart. The last thing they want is for some customer to get sick over some food that was returned by a customer who didn't like it. So they probably would not have even taken those groceries back in the first place. But even then, at least put it in the car and bring it with you. Like, what are you thinking? So it sounds like the original poster got out with a better deal. They got their groceries and they got some entertainment and they got a $50 gift card as an apology, which in my opinion 
considering all that happened, that makes the wait as well as everything else that went down kind of worth it. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for deciding not to stay in contact with my brother as well as the rest of his family simply because he's been so toxic over the course of my life? Here's what happened. For some backstory, we had a typical brotherly relationship. Not super tight, but we would get along just fine and knew we always had each other's back. I moved to another state away from my family home. I finished college and I had managed to land a decent job in IT. I had also been in a good relationship with my wife for several years at the point where I had found out something about my little brother. We will call him John. That's not his real name. John had been living on his own back in the state where we grew up for a couple of years, but hard times fell on him and he planned to move back into our parents' house. I pulled some strings for him and got him a guaranteed job at my workplace. He would just need to move out here where I live for the job. I did this because I felt like my parents' house was very toxic and I wanted to provide some kind of escape for him. Eventually, he made the decision and he moved out here for the job and I had him stay with me and my wife. I only started charging rent when he had a stable income for a couple of months, but I arranged the rent in a way to encourage him to getting back out there on his own. The plan was that in six to nine months, he would be in his own place as my wife and I are relatively secluded people and liked our own space without other people. Now, my wife does have OCD and high anxiety, so there are some disagreements between my wife and John, but at some point, it seemed he was actively trying to sour my relationship with my wife. Thankfully, shortly after a rock-bottom fallout between my brother and my wife, as well as causing serious issues in the relationship with my wife, John moved out to rent an apartment with a work friend. He stayed there a while, then moved into another work friend's basement apartment. During that time, he managed to find a girl and convince her to marry him. John and his wife managed to buy a house together and started right away in growing a family. They had their first son and John's wife believed that my wife and I should be a steady part of their children's lives. My wife and I didn't have children of our own. We didn't ever plan on having any and still don't. So when my wife and I would spend time with John's kid, we did tend to enjoy it quite a bit. We ended up forming a nice bond with a little guy. About one and a half years into the kid being born, my mother had passed away and she was set to leave the house to split between myself, John, and two other siblings. Now, one of these two other siblings, this one being my older brother, has had some mental breakdowns and wasn't living a mentally healthy lifestyle. I believed he wanted to keep the house and continue to live in it. Now, I didn't have a problem with him getting the house to himself, as I didn't really care about the inheritance, but I didn't want my older brother, we'll call him Steve, that's also not his real name, to continue to live in that house. I believed it would not be ideal for Steve to move on with his life after my mother's passing. Steve had been living with my mother in her house since he got out of the military, which was over 15 years ago. I knew the emotional trauma that went on in that house. My mother was manipulative. She was a self-serving woman who for the last 20 years just wanted to pass away. It was not a healthy environment at all. So when my mother did pass away, I explained that I wanted no part in keeping the house or converting it into a duplex of any kind. If my other brothers wanted to do that, then they could, but I didn't want any part of it. At this point, just assuming the equity in the house was being split between us four ways. Shortly after my mother passed away, Steve had another mental breakdown. This was pretty much what I didn't want to happen, so I pushed him to have the house cleaned up and a lot of the junk moved out so it could be sold. At this point, I had let Steve know that if he just wanted to use the house as equity for him to buy another house, that was fine. But since my older brother Steve had intended to keep the house and keep living in it, Steve didn't like that and he didn't like that I was pushing for it to be sold, with John eventually coming in and backing him up on this issue. This 
This led to some arguments between us with some yelling being done. I am pretty sure they believed I was just after the money from the house. Even though I told them I didn't care about the money and I thought it would be best for Steve to move to a different house and start a new life that wasn't tied into all the trauma from that house. And this all happened while John was out in our home state with Steve. I had remained at my home state to work. We were arguing over the phone. Eventually, we ended up hanging up very angry with each other. After John finished up helping Steve get settled down, especially after his mental breakdown, he returned back to our home state. I invited John over so we could at least talk things over. When he came over, we argued some more and I ended up just giving up on my attention of having Steve leave the house. I told John that Steve could do whatever he wanted with the house and made sure that he understood I was staking no claim on that house. But in the conversation with John, I learned he had been talking garbage about me behind my back with my co-workers at my new job. A lot of them John knew from our previous job as we worked in a fairly niche sector of IT. John had gotten let go from that previous job that I had gotten him and was working at a sparsely related IT company where he could use his skills he learned. Anyways, when he told me what he had been saying to them, calling my wife horrible names and claiming that he was worried about me, I knew at that moment he had been planting the seeds to try and manipulate me some more towards splitting up with my wife. So I got angry with him, not only for talking to my coworkers about me behind my back, but also for still trying to ruin the relationship between myself and my wife. I started yelling at him, saying things like, how dare you meddle with my work, as well as how could you do this? He eventually did not like the fact that I was yelling, and he stormed out, getting in any last digs he possibly could. He then unfriended me on all social networks, blocking me completely, as well as doing everything else in his power to stop communication, like not accepting phone calls and stuff like that. At this point, I was pretty attached to his kid, so I offered to John to talk to a therapist to try and sort out these things. It took about five months, but eventually, my two other brothers convinced John to talk it out in therapy. In therapy, he pretty much said he hated my wife, even though my wife put up with his shenanigans while he lived with us. We even offered to help with a down payment for him to buy his own home while the getting was good. She helped him with his job hunt after he was let go from the job I got him. He wouldn't let go that he just hated my wife. He also let it out that he didn't like me, but he would be willing to let us visit his kid. Well, at that point, he hated my wife and he didn't like me, and I did not want to subject myself or my wife to the mental games of someone who was just letting us have a relationship with his kid. So I gave up on the therapy, and I haven't talked to my brother, seen his kid or his new kid, or had anything to do with him for the past four years. Recently, John has invited me to spend dinner with him, my older brothers, his wife, and his kids, just to see if we can try and mend things up. The problem is, I don't trust John. He said in a voicemail to me that he wouldn't have cut me out of his life unless I did something to warrant it. But I just don't understand what I did to warrant this type of treatment in the first place. I don't want to emotionally invest in him or his family again, or just to get hurt again. So I don't really plan on accepting the invitation, and I don't plan on going. But it begs the question, am I the jerk for not going? I don't think the original poster is a jerk at all. It honestly sounds like John is a massive jerk. He literally hates you and your wife for no good reason. And it's just not fair for you at all. You've done so much to try and help him out. You even welcomed him into your home. Like, you did not need to do that. And you even helped him out when he was trying to look for another job. The way he's acting and the way he's trying to spin this is incredibly manipulative. And if anything, that therapy session that you know about is a perfect insight into how he actually feels. I think you can still have some kind of relationship with him, but I think you know now what to expect. And you can at least have your guard up and say, okay, you can be back in my life, but you're only getting this 
this close to me and my family because the way he's acting is absolutely unacceptable. And unless there's some kind of evidence to prove that he's not this toxic piece of garbage anymore, then I really would have my guard up and be very cautious in my decisions moving forward. Am I the jerk for not warning my coworker about a crazy customer who was coming into his department? So this occurred when I worked at one of the big indoor lumber yards that was really just a big box store. I was working there part-time on the late shift for spending money, and this was my second job. One day, I see what would today be called a male Karen. We'll call him Kevin. He comes into my section of the store. We know this guy very well, and he would ruin your night every time he came in. I quickly text my girlfriend that he's here, and I'm going on break, and she's going to join me outside to smoke. I'm out there for no more than a minute when my supervisor calls me that a customer needs help and no one can be found. I reluctantly walk back inside knowing that it was Kevin. I get in there and Kevin needs help deciding which barbecue he should buy. And with knowing that this guy is notoriously very cheap and will probably just return it, I suggest a moderately low-priced unit. He bites and I load it onto his cart and he leaves off to another department. I breathe a sigh of relief as he walks into electrical, which is right next door to my department. Almost immediately after he is out of my sightline, I hear him yelling at a co-worker. Now, I could have gone over there and try and helped out and calmed down whatever it was. I could have called for a supervisor. I could have told security to go over there. If you haven't realized it yet, I did nothing. Kevin was notorious for having full-on meltdowns and temper tantrums just because a product wasn't on the front of the shelf. If it was out of stock, then you need to stand clear because Kevin was going to tell you exactly how to run a store, all while calling you every nasty name in the book. And God help you if the product he wanted was discontinued. As I said, a nightmare customer. And to top it all off, he's a regular. I don't remember the conversation I overheard in the next aisle, but I do remember my coworker telling Kevin to F off. It was at that moment that I heard the unmistakable sounds of a fight. I ran around the corner and I screamed for my manager. I then made a call that they were fighting in the aisle. I tried to rush in to break them up, but it was too late. Kevin managed to pick up my coworker and slam him into the shelves. Seeing me, Kevin tried to run down the aisle, only to be clotheslined by security, who detained him on the spot. I never in my life have seen handcuffs put on that fast. My coworker was taken away with a fractured skull and a couple of broken bones. He ultimately wasn't fired, but did decide to quit. He blamed me for not intervening earlier and not warning him that Kevin was around. Most of my coworkers didn't agree with him, but I still felt really guilty. Management did end up scolding me after they reviewed the security footage, saying that me running into the aisle the way I did could have ended badly should Kevin had come for me. I was given a week off with pay for having witnessed all of that, and that was also my first experience with lawyers. Kevin ended up getting arrested, and this not being his first offense, was jailed and forced to pay for damages. It made it to court as Kevin refused to accept any kind of deal, and I was called in to testify. My coworker pulled me aside after Kevin was found guilty of all charges and gave me a huge hug. He said that my testimony about his character was amazing. Kevin, having been charged with prior assaults, was sentenced to 15 years in jail. The court also seized his property to pay for damages. And the worst part about it is that his wife and kids were nearly made homeless, all because of his actions, and had to go on welfare just to get through it. I only know this because she was seeking out my former co-worker to get him to stop the courts from seizing their property. So with all things in consideration, I really need to know, am I the jerk for not intervening sooner, or even warning my co-worker about who was coming around the corner? This is going to sound really polarizing, but I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. Dealing with customers like that is absolutely toxic, and it really does suck. And it's something 
something that you just really don't want to deal with, but unfortunately, in that line of work, you kind of have to. I think, if anything, your coworker has to blame himself for swearing at Kevin in such a way. Honestly, I'm surprised Kevin hadn't been banned from the store at this point because his toxic behavior is absolutely unacceptable. If the coworker didn't swear at this guy in the first place, a fight would not have broken out. I know when you're in retail, you probably want to say that to people all day, but it's just not worth it. So in my opinion, I don't blame you for avoiding Kevin. This guy is absolutely weird, he's going to be toxic, and it's just not worth having your night ruined. And it's not your department. You are not to blame for this situation. So in my opinion, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. I honestly don't think anybody could have predicted that Kevin would be this violent. So I honestly don't think you are to blame in the slightest. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. If you were in this situation, what would you have done? We would love to hear what you have to say. My boyfriend's extended family is incredibly toxic towards me, and I desperately do not want to visit them while on Christmas based on previous past experience, and I don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been together for two years. We didn't spend our first Christmas together, as we were a very new couple. We did spend last Christmas together, and it was the worst Christmas I've ever had in quite a long time, and I genuinely don't want to experience that again. For some context, my boyfriend and I grew up in very different homes. I grew up poor, and my family is very fractured. I don't even remember the last Christmas we were all together. Maybe it was about a decade ago. My parents adopted my brother's children five years back. They still aren't well off, so any Christmas gifts are for the kids. And I'm fine with that. I don't need any gifts. My father's health has been failing, so I just cherish the time I have with a family I still have. In complete contrast, my boyfriend grew up in a rich family, college paid for and trust fund rich. They all have good relationships and spend every holiday as one big happy family, with not a single person missing. And every holiday season, they are showered with gifts and lavish parties by his grandparents. Last year, I was wheelchair bound due to an accident, so I kind of went with my boyfriend to what he did since we lived together and I couldn't really drive. We received formal invites to several Christmas parties his family held. My name was on them, so I thought I'd be welcome with open arms. I did get the chance to stop by my parents' house and drop gifts off. It was the best part of my entire Christmas, just spending those couple hours with them. We ended up spending the night Christmas Eve at his parents. The married couples got the bedrooms, and since we weren't married, we got separate air mattresses and separate living rooms, which is not fun with my busted up legs. But I understood because we aren't married. Eventually, his mother made a comment that really stung as we all got ready for bed. She said, I'm so happy all my boys and their wives are here. No offense to you. She said that looking directly at me, and it did not sit well with me at all. The next day, we went to his grandparents' house, and I was in awe seeing so many family members, and they all seemed so happy and getting along. My boyfriend had assured me, when we got the invite, his parents would make me feel welcome. I've met them many times, so I thought it wouldn't be too bad. They started opening presents in the basement living room. I couldn't get to it because of my wheelchair. I don't expect 20 or so people to accommodate me, though, so my boyfriend carried me downstairs. Grandma came out with a wagon full of gifts. I was sat with my boyfriend and his brothers and their wives. Grandma hands all of the wives five to six gifts. She looks me dead in the eye and said, Sorry, only wives get presents. Maybe next year, if you two are married, you might get something. Which was really nasty, because all the wives had been with their husbands as long as my boyfriend had been with me. It wasn't about the presents. It was her saying that to my face after inviting me into her home. After I gave up my family time to be there, it felt like a slap in the face. I had to hold back my tears, watching all the wives open lavish gifts of designer bags, jewelry, blankets, 
visits, things I'd never even dreamed of receiving. It stung so deep. My only solace was knowing that my boyfriend and I were going to be going home soon, and we would have our own little Christmas exchange, one gift to each other. I had pre-made a lasagna to bake, and we had a movie picked out. I just wanted to leave and do that so badly, so I told my boyfriend I wanted to leave and do our own Christmas. He started helping me up the stairs, and his family started begging him to stay. He told me that he would call me an Uber, and we could open our gifts tomorrow. We got upstairs, and the moment it was just the two of us, I broke down sobbing. I told him to please just come with me, and it was the only thing I was looking forward to. Of course, right as I'm sobbing my eyes out, begging my boyfriend to come home, his dad comes upstairs. I felt pathetic, sobbing in front of him and his dad. My boyfriend felt awful and apologized profusely. He said he would come back home with me. We went home and exchanged our gifts, and ended up both falling asleep from holiday exhaustion. Which brings me to this holiday season. I'm absolutely dreading it. We've already received an invite to the first Christmas gathering of the season. I'm willing to go to his family parties that they throw, but I just cannot find it in me to go to his family's actual Christmas Day gathering. We still aren't married, so I know I'm going to be treated that way again, and I just can't handle it. Family is extremely important to my boyfriend, and I know he is already expecting me to come through based on some of the comments that he has made. How do I tell him without bashing on his family that I would prefer not to go? I want to spend Christmas Eve with my family, and frankly, I'd rather spend Christmas Day alone. I just know that he won't take it well. I've avoided so many family gatherings this year because I just can't even look at his grandma. She's made it very clear that she doesn't like me, even telling my boyfriend to make sure that he doesn't get me pregnant, or else he is going to be stuck making child support payments. Treating me as if I'm only after his money. I didn't even know how rich his family was until six months ago after we started dating. I love my boyfriend's dad and some of his brothers, as well as their wives. I don't want him thinking I hate his entire family, but I also don't want to come off as if I'm bashing the rest of his family either. They are kind enough to invite me to their parties, so I don't want to seem ingrateful, but I honestly just can't handle it, and I don't know what to do. Wow, this story actually made me angry. The way these people were treating this lady is absolutely disgusting. There is literally no excuse for acting this way. They not only ostracized her, but they made it a point to make her feel unwelcome. Like, it's just absolutely disgusting. And that comment made by the grandma saying, oh, don't get her pregnant, you'll be stuck with child support payments. How vile and vindictive and gross can you possibly get? I don't blame this original poster in the slightest. I would not want to show up to this family stuff ever again either. You can't treat people like that and then expect them to want to show up when it counts. So in my opinion, if I were in your shoes, I would not go to this. There is no way in the world I would ever put myself through that kind of situation ever again. That's just not going to happen. So I think you need to take the time and talk to your boyfriend honestly and openly. You need to explain exactly where you're coming from and why you don't feel comfortable around his family, especially around Christmas. I would much rather take a home that is poor and doesn't have everything together, but is at least decent to me and treats me like family, as opposed to having a family that's rich and incredibly hateful. It is not worth your time deciding to step away from these people, and if your boyfriend really cares about you, he will take the time to do what you need to do. You can even approach this by saying, hey, last year we went to your family's house, this year let's go to my parents' house. Spend time with your family. Maybe this will be a nice contrast, and you can start a pattern of going back and forth. If anything, that can at least be a short-term solution. And that's not even necessarily a lie. Maybe in another year, his family might warm up to you a little bit more and treat you decently. But as 
as of right now, based on what you have already gone through, I don't blame you in the slightest for not wanting to go because these people are absolutely toxic and you should not have to deal with that. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.